I had nobody in my school doing the same thing I was doing. Yeah. So I had no idea what, what I was doing. Didn't know what, what a resume was. At that point, I was doing like regular jobs. Like I had a Cold Stone Creamery job. I know. <laughs> so I sent that to college <laughs> when they asked for my theater. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote, I was like, oh, I played like Alice and Alice in Wonderland, whatever, whatever. But then I was like, worked at Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> You know what? That probably made you stand out. They were like, because oh, they were girl. like, this girl don't know anything about what she's doing. Welcome back to another episode of Chapter 20-something with me, Kylie McDonald. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Um, Hope you had a happy Easter if you celebrate. I was able to go home, see my family for a minute. Literally, like, got out of work Saturday night, drove home, got home at, like, 12.30 in the morning, spent Easter Sunday there, had some fun times, then drove back and worked at night. Um, So it was a busy day, but well worth it. I gotta say, like... You know, you're going in all these different directions, but when you make the people in your life priorities that you want to, it's always worth it. So yeah, it was a good holiday. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you had one too. There's a giant bug in this room right now. Just saw it in the mirror. Hello? It's like a giant spider. I don't know. Anyway, now it's Monday, right now, um, getting back into the swing of things. I have to go to physical therapy today. Is this what your mid-20s are? Like you have to go start actually taking care of your body? I'm going for my shoulder slash neck slash jaw. Mm. Um, So let me tell you the story. When I was 16 years old, I woke up one morning and couldn't open my mouth and it was so painful and I finally like I I'm trying to like show you guys which makes no sense because this is a podcast like it hurts so badly when I finally opened my mouth and ever since that morning when I was 16 years old my jaw pops every time I open my mouth it's not cute you would never know unless I like fully open my mouth in front of you but it's like not not cute So that happened when I was 16. Last week, at 26 years old, I finally decided to go get it checked out. So thank you. I know, I know. Um, You should be proud of me. Yeah, but the reason I went to go get it checked out now is because, you know, it never really gave me that much pain, but now it kind of is, and it's going, like, into my neck and shoulder, and I'm getting pain there and tension there. I'm like, what the hell? I don't want to be dealing with this. I don't want this to get worse. So I'm doing the responsible thing and doing jaw exercises also really, really cute. Um, it's, it's a good time. So last week I also went to the doctor. Thank you. The last time I went to a doctor, I was a senior in college and I went 
of course, to the pediatrician that I've been going to for my whole life. And I'm in there, in the room, waiting to get a sticker afterwards, obviously. And the doctor said to me, after treating me my whole life, he said to me at the pediatrician's office at 22 years old, he said, this should probably be your last time here. I was just like, that's rude. Like, I've been coming here since I was a baby, and now I'm just not welcome here anymore. Like, who do you think you are? Um, so I don't know. I didn't go back to the doctor since then because that pissed me off. So now, you know, four years later, um, got over it. You know, got a checkup. The girl was nice, so maybe I'll go back. <laughs> Trying to just be responsible here, take care of myself, and I hope you do the same. Going to the dentist tomorrow. Big week, guys. Big week. <laughs> guys, today is a very, very special episode because our guest is the one, the only, Laura Chinparn. She is an actress, singer, dancer. She's traveled the world performing, super talented human being, and also my college roommate. So this is a fun episode. Um, she's truly one of the best people I know, and I miss having her in my life every day so much, but she's truly a great friend, and I'm so happy that we've stayed friends, you know, after college is over. I really cherish those people now, and she's one of them. She's accomplished so much, so proud of her, and we get to hear a lot about her stories traveling and performing in this episode, and I know that there is so much more to come for her. I can't wait to see what it is. I feel like I say that at the end of every episode to the guests. I'm like, can't wait to see what's next for you. It sounds disingenuine. Is that the word? Yeah. I'm going to look it up to make sure. Dis in hell yeah, I got it right. Disingenuine or ingenuous. Oh my god, it's disingenuous. Oh my god, I was so close. I was close, guys. Just, you know, just let me be. Let me be. Okay, enjoy this episode with Laura. I feel like I'm more laid back in this conversation. I don't sound like I'm in the host mode and I'm like, should I have been? And then I'm like, no. Like, this is one of my best friends. I'm not going to be like, so, um, what do you do on a daily basis? So, a little more laid back, but fun. A lot of fun. Please rate, review, subscribe, the pod. I truly appreciate it. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram at chapter20somethingpod. Follow me, official Kylie McDonald. And follow Laura at Laura Love with two E's, 47, on Insta. And go check her out. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Enjoy. Do something good for yourself. Go to the doctor. <laughs> and um, I will talk to you guys next week. Much love. Have a good one. Bye. All right, okay. I'm going to give you a little intro <laughs> okay. and then we can get started. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I can't like do this, but it's fine. I'm oh right Kylie on campus. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Today, we have a very, very special guest. I don't know where this interview is going to go, but it's going <laughs> to go to some great places. Actress, singer, dancer, but also oh. my college roommate, <laughs> Laura Jenkins. Yay! Hi. Here. 
would have. So, Laura, are you at home in California right now? I am. I'm safe and sound in my house in my childhood bedroom. <laughs> Aw, is it like nice just to be home with the family? It is, um, especially during like these crazy times. I get worried about their health and everything. So like, it's nice to be with them. My dad's kind of going through some health problems right now. So it's nice to be able to be here and take care of him and, yeah. you know, just be with the family, you know? Yeah, because so. you've really been like traveling since, mm-hmm. I mean, you went to, well, yeah, <laughs> you were in Jersey for school. And then after that, you were just traveling yeah. the world. I know it, it was so funny because it was super hot in September and my mom was like, oh, you know, September, it's always hot like this. And I'm like, I haven't spent September at home since high school since 2016 yeah. <laughs> or no no, no sorry okay. 2012 I don't know <laughs> yeah, I'm like wait we were definitely like seniors that was like four years ago <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so let's go back to the beginning you grew up in the bay area correct yeah I was born in San Francisco I'm a sixth generation San Franciscan Ooh. Um, I grew up in this town outside of the city called Pinole and I went to a private elementary school for K through eighth that had like 30 kids per class. So pretty small. And then mm-hmm. private high school in Richmond named Salesian. Then that was also a pretty small school. It had like 500 students. And the only reason why I went to private school was the public school system out here is like not the best. So just seemed like the best option. <laughs> yeah. What does Salesian mean? Um. Well, uh, <laughs> good question, Kylie. <laughs> um, literally on the spot, did not include this. In, like, the, I know in the this is not question. part of the preliminary question. <laughs> um, so it was, it was always like an all boys school, and uh, Saint Don Bosco was the like head honcho and wanted to like create a school for underprivileged boys learning about the good word of God and all of that good fun stuff and he named the school Salesian yeah and then my school was an all-boys school until I'm gonna completely get this wrong but I think until like they 90s or yeah. early 2000s maybe became, oh damn so kind of recently became, yeah yeah mm-hmm. became a co-ed school so um yeah pretty cool <laughs> I, know. I don't know if that really answered my question I don't think it did <laughs> so Salesian okay. just means Jesus oh oh does it <laughs> you oh, know don't okay. quote me on that please because I, I don't want a lawsuit but you know <laughs> Look it up. I'm sure that's like easy yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so like what kind of kid were you in high school? Were you like a good kid? Were you? Oh boy. Oh boy. Mm. So freshman year, I was, I tried to be the good kid. I tried to like not bring attention to myself because my brother was a senior. And so I was always like the little sister. And like, I remember this one time me and this one guy were kind of texting and my brother pulled him out onto the football field in front of the whole team and like put his arm around him and was like, what are you going to do with my sister? What are your intentions with my sister? I was like, Adam, you've definitely never even said I love you to me. So like, why do do you care? Um, So I just didn't want to pull attention to myself and all that. But freshman year, they had auditions for the school musical and I mm-hmm. knew I was in a musical theater. So I was like, should I audition? I don't know. I don't really want to like, cause I, I don't want attention, whatever. But then I was like, 
you know what? I love this. I want it's Alice in Wonderland. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a treat. Like, great, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> and then I auditioned and I got the role of Alice. And yeah, you did. I was like, I literally asked for no more attention, and now I got all the attention in the yeah, world. Yeah, because you were a freshman, right? Yeah, and then like so that all must these- have caused some drama. It did because mm-hmm. all these girls in my brother's class were like hating on me now, being like, "Your sister thinks she's the poop," and like whatever, whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, great, this is not what I needed. But I guess it kind of kickstarted my image at my school because then I was kind of known as the singer, the you know, the actor, whatever, whatever. And then I like, you know, my brother left high school and I kind of was able to just make the name for myself. So I was like the kid who could still like get good grades and everything, but like definitely was late to class because she wanted to stop at McDonald's breakfast first. (laughs) But, But that's good, though. Like, I wish I was more like that in high school. I like cared so much about the rules and everything. But, but you were the oldest and yes. I was the youngest. Oh, that, so that 100% makes a difference. Makes my, I have an older sister and she still to this day is like, I was the guinea pig. Like I had to yeah. follow all the rules and blah, blah, blah. And, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, yeah, I take full responsibility of being the baby child who got away with everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like even my sisters are younger than me and they just, I don't know, they're more carefree. And I think it's partly because they've seen me go through stuff. That, exactly. And then like, oh, well, she's okay, or she wasn't okay. She did this. And I was yeah. like, all right. And I'm out here like full anxiety. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> right? What is this? What's this world? I know. Yeah. It's all right, though. So then throughout school, you continued into theater and all that, I would mm-hmm. assume. And then you're like, I'm going to do this full life. Yeah. So I got Alice, did that freshman year. And then sophomore year, we were doing Cinderella. And I had done Cinderella twice before that. And I was only like, what, 15 years old. I did. I was like stepmother. Yeah, I know. I hate to, I know. I'm like, (laughs) well, flip my hair. I I did Cinderella like twice. Twice. Uh, No, I wasn't like that. But um, I just didn't really want, I was like over the musical. I was like, I don't really want to do it. But I still wanted to be a part of it. So I asked if I could do the lights for the show. And that was like one of the best decisions I've ever made because it, let me have so much more of an appreciation for the technical department of musicals and plays and everything. And, and it was cool to see a show come together from an outside perspective, like Mm -hmm. as a cast member, even as just like one role, this whole experience is kind of revolved around that one role. When you're You're seeing it on the outside of like it coming together, bringing the costumes, bringing the lights, bringing the audience, just seeing it come alive is um, it made me appreciate doing theater more yeah. much more so and I missed it <laughs> I missed being on the stage but right. um, I loved the, doing the lights for it so I did that and then about junior year they asked me to sing the national anthem for the football games and basketball games which is really cool um, mm-hmm. so then parents started knowing who I was and junior year was kind of like well what do you want to do you got to start yeah. thinking what you want to do in college and I actually luckily had close friends who I did community theater with. They were the ones that were like, oh, well, I'm going to do musical theater. No question. And I kind of was just like, is that even a degree? Like, I was like so confused. I was like, you can major in musical theater? I think I just kept thinking, what would I want to do? Do I want to go undecided? Do I want to go to community college? And then I kind of just was like, I can't imagine doing anything else besides theater at Mm -hmm. that age. 
it's so unfair to make us choose at 17, 18 years old. <laughs> no, like we both still love what we do. It's like, God, that's so much pressure at that age. And Definitely. You don't know anything about the world yet, you no. know? But I had nobody in my school doing the same thing I was doing. Yeah. So I had no idea what, <laughs> what I was doing. Didn't know what, what a resume was. At that point, I was doing like regular jobs. Like I had a Cold Stone Creamery job. I know. <laughs> so I sent that to college <laughs> when they the asked for my theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wrote, I was like, oh, I played like Alice and Alice in Wonderland, whatever, whatever. But then I was like, worked at Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> You know what? That probably made you stand out. They're like, because like, oh, they were like, this girl don't know anything about what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't have sheet music. I went into college auditions. Like, there was a man at a piano, and I brought my boombox in. <laughs> I was like, amazing. You're like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. I have my boombox. Can I rest playing? And it's like a shitty recording of like a preliminary, like a beginner pianist going like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> It was actually <laughs> the most embarrassing thing of my life. Um, was that one audition, your first one or something? That was my first audition, yes. It was for Syracuse. Um, oh, damn. Didn't get in. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Didn't make it. Because I went to the dance audition and I was wearing leggings and like a V-neck t-shirt. And the teacher was like, is your Leo under there? And I was like, my what? She was like, are you wearing your Leo under that? And I was like, my what she said your leotard I was like oh no she was like did you bring a leo and I was like no I didn't even have a leotard <laughs> yeah so I was like no she was like looked at me she was like you came to a college audition without a leotard and I was just like I hate this oh, why did I sign up for this, this is the worst thing ever um, but that's awful like how are you supposed to know these exactly yeah. I I had no idea and then finally like I told one of my friends that I did theater with who was also pursuing a degree in musical theater I told him about my horror story about my first musical theater audition he was like oh honey <laughs> he was like yeah. let me break it down for you and like because even my headshots my headshots were taken from my mom's digital camera in front of like a window you could see like my acne and like Oh God, my eyeliner like bleeding down because it was after school one day. It was just the worst. Yeah, um, but I like, I love that about you though. Cause yeah, you're like going after what you want and you're like, hey, I'm just gonna do this. And yeah, I was the only person in my school who like had at the time gone for musical theater. So from my peers, it was kind of like, they were supportive, but it was so foreign to them that they were just like, are you good enough? It kind of felt like they thought that I was like going in for American Idol, hoping that I'll just win and that'll be my career. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. But anyway, um, <laughs> my mom pretty much kind of gave me a little ultimatum. She was like, I'm not paying for like a bunch of college applications. So you're applying to six schools and one of them has to be for non-musical theater. Okay. I was like, okay. So I applied to six colleges. I got into my backup. It was Fullerton, CSU Fullerton in California. But I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I don't even remember what I ended up applying for. But mm -hmm. Something Bum. random. <laughs> um, and then I got into three schools for musical theater. I will talk about, actually, I'll talk about my writer audition. Um, yeah. My um, sister worked for an airline company. So she got to let her parents fly for free and then one buddy one like spouse or whatever but I was her spouse you always uh, have those three <laughs> yeah. yeah like I had an audition at Ryder and I literally 
flew in to New Jersey. We landed and got to the hotel at like midnight. My audition was at seven. So I had to be up at like five, five thirty to like warm up and everything. I think so. I don't know. Whatever. But it was super early. And I went to the school. I auditioned. I remember Rob and Marianne, all of them. I auditioned and then didn't even get to tour the school because we had a flight that day, later that day. So I Damn. went to the school, auditioned, and then went to the airport. And then uh, first day at Ryder, uh, I saw the dorm room and I wanted to cry because it was so old. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even tour the school. What did Disgusting. I do? Why did, why did I pick my future college like without even touring the school or anything no like, and moving to new jersey from new Cali- Ju- yeah new jersey so yeah. it's funny because i forgot that i told a bunch of people that i was going to school in new york because <laughs> oh, i just dead. wanted i just kind of wanted them to like be impressed oh. <laughs> like oh, oh yeah you're going to the big city so mm-hmm. then like years later like years after college they're like so how was like new york like she went to college in new york like how was that <laughs> i was just like so i wasn't like in New York I was just like <laughs> and super hour, close I was just an hour like you know. so I was basically in New York but you know, I know. I wasn't in New we, York. we went enough we had yeah, time exactly yeah. oh my god I think I remember the first time I met you we were at like some orientation event in the Yvonne theater and I was like so friendly during those early days like I would say hi to everybody mm-hmm. and I turned around and I think it was you girl Brayden and boy Brayden and that you guys were like mm-hmm. all sitting together. I'm like, hi, I'm Kylie. And you're like, Sup, I'm Laura. And you're <laughs> so, that's definitely so, I'm Laura. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. But yeah, so we were like kind of friends our freshman year. And then I think it was sophomore year, our lunch schedules were like different from everybody else's. So we'd be yeah. the only two in the dining room. Yeah. Oh my God. Especially like dinner too. Like yes. we would just get stuck in the dailies time warp. Like yes. we would see for those of you at home listening, the dailies time warp dailies was our um, cafeteria right. and we called it the dailies time warp because you would just sit there, eat. It was like a full buffet style, like cafeteria. So you just can literally keep, like, eating. keep yeah. eating. And then you sit and eat, you talk to like whoever's there. And then certain people will have to leave to go to a night class or certain people have to leave to go to a job or leave to go to rehearsals. Then a new group of people come in because and they just finished class and you got to talk to them. So you catch up with them. And like Kylie's so like warm and like wants to get to know everybody. And so we would just talk to all, like people the entire like it would be like dailies is closing and I'm like oh my god what I know. happened yeah like hours go by we would always but, get yeah. stuck in the time warp together yeah and that's like how we became friends because mm-hmm. <laughs> there was nobody else around <laughs> it was it was great it was fun and then we both had like interesting roommate situations sophomore oh, yeah. year so oh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So, so we bonded on that <laughs> we were like um maybe we should live together I and remember then, that too because yeah you texted me I think yeah you texted me. I think what happened was Fish and Kimberly our junior year roommates wanted to live together but they wanted to live in the apartments on campus West mm-hmm. Village and they wanted I think they wanted a kitchen was what happened and they could only get it if they had four people yeah, so yeah, then yeah. Kimberly asked me and I said yes because I didn't know who the heck I was going to room with because my sophomore situation did not go well and then 
we had to think of a fourth person. So I was like, what about Kylie McDonald? They were like, <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I guess like it's cool. I don't really talk to her that much. Like, cause Fish was, you know, a dance major and Kylie was part of the dance. What's it called? Ensemble, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they have that connection and like, you and I had like the daily time or like, I was just like, I think no, she's really random. chill, yeah. super random, but like chill. Like she's a good person. And then it was just like chef's kiss. Like the best, the best turnout uh, ever. I like know. look at us today. Look at I us. Know. Who thought? Not me. Wouldn't have had, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah. So yeah, the last two years of college, I mean, it was me, you and Kim, and then we had fish and then Kayla. So like different. Yeah fourth roommates but that was like our solid that group. was the, the team the, the dream team yeah so many pictures we literally so many themed parties so much fun <laughs> so many memories yeah so and we, but I liked like our group because yes we could go out and like go crazy have fun but we could also just like chill and like be so stupid oh my and, like, god fibbage be... nights just staying inside drinking wine yeah. and like playing fibbage oh god I love, I love just all the snap memories that come yeah. I was in idiot like yeah. I was just so I have, a, I have a snapchat of Kylie just doing the splits on the stairs like like how elf yes. does but it's on the stairs not yeah. an escalator and right, right, she's right. like what are you doing Kylie and she's like you know just hanging <laughs> yeah you know when elf like buddy goes up the escalator and he does a split so one like Tuesday night when we went out for margaritas or whatever I saw oh some God. stairs and I was like let's you're like oh my God, I want to try it yeah just a lot of that oh I love gosh. it but it's also funny because I guess I just didn't know that side of you so like oh, yeah. you were like the awesome like genuine warm person Thanks. and then to <laughs> find out that you had to find out that you had like this like dorky crazy like funny side I was just like thank like I found my person oh <laughs> I feel the same way about you no because you're like so cool and warm <laughs> from the outside not <laughs> I'm like now that I know you it's like you're not I know cool. you're like you're not cool at all <laughs> that's like what the way it should be with friends you know yeah yeah oh yeah. I miss you <laughs> I miss you <laughs> so great we're such I know <laughs> I know <laughs> Ryder was fun and had its hard times but ups and downs mm-hmm. and downs and downs and ups <laughs> and downs <laughs> I mean I don't know I mean I guess we could just like touch on it it's like I think I realize more about it now looking back it's like damn like it was just a high pressure situation all so the time and it felt like your whole career would be like based on this one performance or one mm-hmm. thing in class that you were gonna do it was just yeah, so stressful it- it was super stressful and like it kind of in a way I guess it kind of just added a lot of pressure on how I view theater because it didn't feel like a love and passion anymore and it felt like I had to prove my worth and um they didn't give me the chance to prove my worth and so Mm, that's what was disheartening and like nothing about like the people who were cast in the shows, so crazy talented, so deserving of the roles. For sure. But I think what the problem was, was a role doesn't have to be played by specific, like only one person, you know, mm-hmm. like the role can be opened up to a bunch of people. They just like, never gave yeah. the opportunities like that. Yeah. Especially like when you are paying for an education everybody deserves to have that same education and being in the show is so much more of a learning experience exactly I mean and you know what's so interesting is like yeah being in the show like my first musical there I was so like my world was kind of like whoa 
and it was my junior year. Yeah. And so yeah. I kind of like what got weird looks like you're a junior, you're upper class. You should know this. But I'm like, y'all didn't cast me. Like, this is technically <laughs> my debut. Like, I know. So, and, but you know, I didn't get a lot of stage time, but I got a lot of auditioning opportunities. Mm-hmm. I got callback opportunities and I got a lot of rejection opportun- opportunities. Yeah. So now when I audition for things in New York, like the stakes are not high anymore because I've been rejected so many times. I know that feeling and I know that doesn't mean anything about my worth. It means nothing. I love that. It just yeah. means like I wasn't exactly what they had in mind. It doesn't mean I'm not talented. It just means like they have an image and mm-hmm. or not, not, I don't want to say like a physical image, but they just have like a vision. It means nothing about my talent. And I thank Ryder for <laughs> rejecting me that many times to have <laughs> <me see that. laughs> No, but it's true. And then you're one of the people out of like people I see that you're so happy for to see succeed after school because yeah. it's like, I saw you like not getting stuff. It's like, she could totally be doing all this stuff. And then yeah. you go out into the real world and it's like, bam, like you just book it and book I it. I know. And like, to be honest, yeah. Like I'm so proud of myself for that because I guess like graduating, I was so not sure about what to do. Like a lot of people, they were like graduating and like, if you're not moving to New York, like why did you get this degree? And mm. so yeah. and I didn't know if I wanted to move to New York, like. I had spent four years away from my family. Like, I, I mean, even just visiting New York was overwhelming. I'm like, how am I going to live in New York? And so I just wasn't sure if that was what I wanted. And then so from Showcase, from our senior year Showcase, casting directors came. And one casting director reached out to me that she wanted me up to audition for. <laughs> she reached out to me to audition for Daniel the Tiger. And I knew Daniel the Tiger and I was like, ah, kid's show. Like, I don't know. I don't think I really want to do that. And it was so soon after college. So I was like, like wanted, I had a Mexico trip planned as like a graduation present. Yeah. So I don't want to chill for a bit. But then she sent me another project. She was like, uh, there's a show called PJ Masks. It's going to be a tour. Here's a breakdown. I'd love to like see if you can audition, whatever. And I had never heard of PJ Masks. Didn't even know it was a TV show. Didn't know it was a kid's TV show. <laughs> I literally was so excited because I saw it was about superheroes and villains in like the height of the Marvel movies, I was just like, yes, like this sounds exactly up my alley. And there was a girl superhero and a girl villain. And I was like, okay, well, Owlette is the, like seems like the main character, but like Luna girl sounds like me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the brat, like I'm good at playing the villainous roles. So I literally like flew to New York, went to the audition, Ran into a college, like, best friend, Matt Kakabo, shout out. Um, I had no idea that he was going to be there. And it was funny because, like, I didn't know he was going to be there. But he especially was like, you're supposed to be on the other side of the country. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) It was super random. But I auditioned. And I was going to fly back that night, I think, or the next morning. And I got a call back. So did the callback the next day. I got called back for a Luna girl and uh, a robot. <laughs> cool. <laughs> for the robot. <laughs> for the robot. You just have to laugh like maniacally. Oh my God. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't. I like can't do that. So I, no I read for I Luna do. girl. Yeah. I read for Luna girl dreading robot. I read for Luna girl. And then they're like, thank you. That's all we need to see. And I was like, oh my God. I just got rejected like on the spot. Like they literally were like, thanks. 
have a Yikes. good like, good yeah. luck on your flight. I was like, okay. So oh, I flew no. home. And, like my mom was like, how'd it go? And I was like, I think they cut me right then and there. Or I got it on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't like, it know. Could go either it, way. It's like two extremes. <laughs> and I was like, whatever. Like it was fun. I got to see Matt. Like it was crazy. So I literally was the first one to go because I had to go catch a flight and flew back home. A week later, I got a call and she was like, we want to offer you the role of Luna Girl. And I just pooped my pants. Like I was so happy, like butterflies, like because I booked a tour. The pay was great. It was non-equity, but it wasn't like your typical non-equity paying show. Mm -hmm. And just fun. Like I got the script and it was so much fun. And then I met the cast and they were just the best. And Matt was in the show too. Matt got in the show. Matt got one of the superheroes. It was so amazing. And that I booked a show, a tour, like right after college. And like, it didn't matter that it was a kid's show because like I was still performing, doing what I love, getting paid for it. And I got to see the entire country. You like, did. How it was. I'm, I'm missing. I'm missing like five or six states. I think until I see all fifty. So. Oh my god, that was obviously. I would. I think your first time like traveling the country, especially by bus. So what <laughs> yeah. was that experience like? We had a sleeper bus, so we had beds on our bus, which yeah. was super cool. It was a cool bus. I saw it. it. Yeah, I, yeah. I Gave a little tour. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had two buses, one for crew and one for the cast. There were 15 cast members. Did I get that right? One, two, three, yeah. Or 12 cast members? I can't remember. 12. Or 12. Okay. Or 11. Cool. Okay. <laughs> ready and marker (laughs) (laughs) there were 11 cast members and then we had like a tour mom that slept on the bus Mm -hmm. with us too who kind of was just like whatever you guys need like let me know and like the buses like our celebrity tour buses like our bus driver used to drive michael jackson (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah like this is a big time yeah it was nice because pretty much what we did was we would get to a city or town like in the early, early morning, they would set up breakfast, depending on how early it was, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the, like, we'd have it catered at the uh, venue, and we'd wake up. Pretty much our call times weren't till, like, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, so we would just sometimes wake up early and go sightseeing, and then we would go to our call time, get ready for the show, do the show. They always had showers to the venues if they didn't for some reason have showers at the venue the company would buy like three hotel rooms and we just rotate oh good um, take showers at the hotel room yeah and then get back on the bus they had tv on the bus we played games like the cast just bonded so well that we always just hung out like it was like such a family and at night the bus would leave sometimes at midnight we'd wake up in a brand new city and do it all over again that's Um, the dream it really was the dream and like there were just so many like surprise cities that I was just not expecting to love like Mm -hmm. I loved like this random city in Michigan called Grand Rapids loved it some cities like oh god like Colorado we went to I think it was when we went to Boulder but um we went like on this hike and it looked like we were hiking through the Grand Canyon it was just like unforgettable and like we went to South Dakota and went to the Mount Rushmore. Like, who yeah. does that? <laughs> yeah, you get to see so much. There's so much in this country that 
you know, we recognize, but taking a trip to South Dakota, like that's just not on my list yeah. right now. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I know. It. And like yeah. Salt Lake City and Utah was amazing. Mm-hmm. And like Iowa was randomly like super like rural, but beautiful. And it was just so interesting because this country is really so different. It should be different countries. <laughs> I mean, just different people, different environments. We were in Connecticut, a place in Connecticut, uh, New Haven. No, was it New Haven? I don't remember. Hartford, but, um, New Haven. It wasn't Hartford because it was like a tiny town that everything closed at 6 p.m. Oh, damn. So we had to get like a driver to go pick the cast some like food. We were just like, what? <laughs> I know, that's weird. Um, so just different, but it was so rewarding. And like, I loved seeing the country it was actually really beautiful and like I feel like when people think of traveling they just think of like going to different countries and they don't think about going to different states because they're like well it's America but I'm like no America is so different so I loved it and it was so rewarding and then amazing we even got to go to Canada which was awesome yes yeah Um, and Australia (laughs) Australia yeah so the tour extended and then you went to Australia from a month right it was six weeks. Yeah, we got to go to, I think, five or six cities. Perth, Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne. And all of them. Oh, God, I love Australia. Get, go there. I want to go there. there. Everybody. I know. I really want to go. Get there. It's worth <laughs> it. <laughs> Our um, tech crew was Australian-based. So we got, Ooh. like, kind of, like, half of our crew changed. And we got to, like have Australian crew members and it was so cool That's like sick. yeah it was fun to like get to know them their accents are just like just talk to me more like I don't care yeah, right and it was fun because they're just like they they're all boys but they're like the techie like kind of like shy guys so it's right, right, right. fun to like actually talk to them and then when they talk in their accents it's just so cute so we bonded really well with them they got to show us like they were kind of like all over the place um, mm-hmm. in Adelaide. This guy kind of told us all the cool places to go and like Melbourne right. and all that stuff. So it was really cool. And one of the guys ended up kind of dating one of our cast members for a little bit. Um, I don't think they're dating anymore. But Right. That's the best though. Even just to get like a perspective from a local person and like, yeah. you know, how they live their lives. It, it just adds so- a whole new dimension to it. And they're so nice. Like really? so, even just the audience, like, in America, the kids would form mosh pits in front of the stage. <laughs> they would climb the stage like they were wild and out. Like I couldn't even hear for my next line because the kids were so loud. In Canada and Australia, they weren't sure if they should clap because they weren't sure if it was rude. So like we oh would often, like finish a scene and then they'll just be like. <laughs> and then I. That was just it. And then, like, I heard in the meet and greets with the superheroes, like, in America, you'd have kids biting the actors, kissing the actors, rubbing all over them, trying to climb on top of them. And then Australia and Canada, especially Australia, they're like, thank you. That show is really good. I really liked it before. Like, an Oliver Twist accent, but, you know, you get it. (laughs) I know. No, I can't do it either. Trust me. Um, You were the villain in the show. And you got to interact with the kids around. Were they, did they like you? Were they afraid of you? They were mostly afraid of me. Like even kids that I knew who knew me, who came to visit, like I would do a meet and greet with them and like they would hide behind their dad's leg. I'm like, 
and I want to be like, it's me, Laura, but like Disney yeah. rules. I'm like, I can't yeah. say that. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not a bad girl. I've learned to be good. Right. But like my <laughs> voice is like still that <laughs> evil, Laura. witchy, high pitch. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> They're like, what is going on? Get me out of here. <laughs> They're like, get away from me. But you know what was super cool was like, so the kids would always dress up um, usually and they would dress up as the superheroes. So the parents would dress up as the villains and Ooh. that was cool. Like, oh, I love that. I feel like, I feel like the villains were only written into the show for the parents. Yeah. <laughs> like we would just mess around on stage and like the laughter you can hear is from the parents and it just like made it super cool and like rewarding and like I loved it oh totally <laughs> no I saw the show, show twice I have to say yeah Kylie's and a real one <laughs> I it was VIP let me just say she was VIP <laughs> no I remember walking down VIP like the usher walked me to my seat second third row and then mm-hmm. it's literally just like children <laughs> three-year-old children and parents and I'm there like dressed up in my yeah. seat and like Hello. <laughs> did, you, did you see it at Madison? You saw it at Madison Square Madison Garden. Square right? Garden. Yeah. And then when you came to Albany too. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I'm like, obviously like screaming for you guys. I'm like, yes, yes. You're like, no, <laughs> I really know. We're away from the kids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I heard that like a lot of my friends that came to see the show when they would scream after like my song, they would get like mean looks from the kids. Like, you're not supposed to be Luna Girl <laughs> fan or something like that. Yeah, like, no, I <laughs> like, Luna Girl's the coolest. Look at her costume. She looks like I Xenon. Know. Like <laughs> You did. It was, it was it was badass. I loved it. Was it was super badass. I loved uh, it. And it was like the most like heat friendly because I everyone's in like these like huge character costumes and I'm just like in leggings. <laughs> yes, killing it. Um, I wanted to ask you too, when you're performing every day and you're traveling, so that takes a toll on you too, what did you go through to build your stamina, both physically and Um, mentally? Well, mentally, mentally, it was trying to find new things in my lines, like Uh trying it a different way or especially like we would mess around on stage a lot, like behind the scenes. And then like, you know, creating like little fun handshakes, just stuff like that, like to keep it fresh. And then physically, it was a physically demanding show. Like I have like the least of it, the Ninjalinos and the superheroes, they had to dance around in like super sweaty costumes and like bounce and stuff. So kudos to them, like shout out to them. Um, I actually was leading workouts a lot of the times during the week as you that helped build the stamina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Super into fitness. And like, especially like my castmates were like, um, teach me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like kind of kind of also like hold me accountable um so, so I would hold like a class um I was like hey like go sightseeing whatever but like our call time's at four so at three o'clock if you want to join me for like it's leg day so just you know I'll be out I'll find a spot and I had some dumbbells and we would just kind of makeshift like we used a carry-on suitcase filled with like heavy stuff as like a Romanian deadlift like yeah. thing and you Use know wine bottles for biceps yeah so definitely make shift workouts but I think that definitely helped the physical stamina for the show that's awesome (laughs) so then so that was like what like a year how long was the whole thing the first tour was from August to December and then we did the second show which was the same show just a little bit edited we did that from March till I think June and then Australia was later that year in October Damn. yeah wow. so, so it was, a really, two, like, it, was it was like year. a full year two but years. like three different okay. um tours 
<laughs> oh my yeah. god amazing first of all yeah. that's just like such an accomplishment in itself and it's so cool and then you came back and you came to new york right yeah so the tour was going to continue because I guess what the next business or whatever was, we were going to do another U.S. candidate tour, kind of hitting the same places. And then they were thinking of going to Dubai and Istanbul the next year. Oh, my year. God. Yeah. Dang. And so it was kind of like a hard decision because Dubai and Istanbul, I was like, oh, my God, like, that's so cool. And like, I knew the show. I knew everything like good pay. Like it was such a family. But we talked to like the rest of the cast and it was just kind of like, I think this chapter is done. So I didn't really want to do it unless like a good chunk of my cast was doing it and nobody seemed interested in doing it again. So I kind of was just like, I think I'm good. So then I moved to New York and just was auditioning. Like I was working at a bar. So, you know, making some sort of income, just trying to figure out like living in New York. And it was a bitch but I hear that from everybody like I hear that the first year of New York you're getting to know New York and the Mm -hmm. second year New York New York's trying to get to know you and then your third year New York you kind of are getting on the same page of like we're gonna have good days we're gonna have bad days you're gonna fuck me over but you're gonna make me feel like I'm on top of the world you know yeah so that's why I do love New York and I do miss it but god it's just lots of dramatic I had a panhandle one day like do you understand (laughs) I was dating this guy who was like rich super rich he had like a boring lawyer life and I was like why are you into me and so I asked him I was like how was your day he was like you know I just like finished a case that was worth like a million dollars and um pretty boring paperwork how was your day and I was like um I lost my house keys in an uber so I had a panhandle at the subway station at home. oh my god <laughs> he, was like, Laura. He, was, he was like okay yeah. I think I can I think I keep him on his toes <laughs> yeah right a little bit uh, yeah I remember that guy I think oh. yeah I'm not gonna say his name I don't know I don't no know we're not gonna talk about it <laughs> but um it was fun like dating in New York was fun I love New York and then auditioning was just nice because auditioning when you're in college because you are still an hour train right away and you have to line up at like five in the morning I would leave out I would wake up at like three in the morning and get there at like five and just wait in the cold I had to bring like a bunch of different clothes I had to make sure I brought like makeup and everything and then I get home like super late or like it just if, if I wasn't seen it just felt like a wasted day yeah sure when you live in New York like I remember one time I completely didn't have jazz shoes or something and they made me wear jazz shoes and I was like I don't have these and so I literally like texted a bunch of writer people who I knew lived in New York I was like are you a size six and a half to seven do you have jazz shoes I could borrow and I just remember like Sam Funk and like Molly Franco were like yes girl yes like here like I'll be home like whatever it was super clutch to live in New York especially having that community there too definitely I have friends like my a lot of my Bay Area friends went to college and like stayed where they were in college but then New York had all my college friends even like yeah. if you were upstate New York or still New Jersey or Pennsylvania, like we right. could still see each other, make it. Oh yeah. And we did. So, yeah. St. <laughs> <Saint> Patrick's. Oh, <laughs> hold on. 
Do you remember St. Patrick's Day? You had were talking about how a few nights earlier you had come home from a night out and like made some tacos or something. You're like, yeah, I burnt these tacos. Oh my God. And then that night we opened the oven and the burnt tacos were still in the <laughs> oven like three days later. <laughs> we were yes. like, oh my God. So what happened was I came home drunk and I was like, I want tacos. I put tacos in the oven and like was watching TV or whatever in my room while they're baking and I fell asleep completely fell asleep and then the next morning I know (laughs) I almost burned down my apartment the next morning my roommate like texted me she was like hey like just a heads up she was so she should have she had every right to be like move out (laughs) she was like hey just a heads up like I noticed the oven was still on um I'm not sure if you just accidentally left it on but uh just a heads up and I was like oh my god I absolutely left it on last night I'm so sorry and I was like why did I even and I couldn't remember to save my life and then I told you about the tacos I was like yeah I made tacos and I forgot that I never like ate them (laughs) like I literally was like I was like, oh my God. And so I think that night we were going to have mini tacos because yeah. we were drunk or something like that. And then we opened up the oven and my, they were black. Like, like they looked literally like, they looked like, she's, <laughs> like seashells. Like, oh my God. And so I kept like three of them in my room as like a reminder of like- Did you? Like, yeah. Like as decoration. <laughs> I, my friend Peter came to visit me. He was like, what are these stones? I was like, they look like stones, don't they? But they are indeed burnt mini tacos. <laughs> like it's called art. Thank it's called you. art and bad decisions and recklessness. Oh my god, amazing, amazing. Um, when I was auditioning, I saw like a notice for celebrity cruises, and I didn't have much luck with cruise auditions before. I auditioned for Disney, didn't work. I auditioned for like Royal Caribbean or Norwegian and they said I wasn't like tall enough. Like I had to be like at least five, five. And I was like, I'm five, two. So I just, you know, another cruise. I was like, uh. but then I just was like, you know what? Let me just, if this is an appointment I can get, like might as well try. Sent them my reel, got an audition slot and they wanted two contrasting songs, pop songs. So I sang River Deep Mountain High, which was like, yes. and they were like, oh well usually people sing ballads and we have to ask for like a contrasting like upbeat song but you already sang the upbeat song and that's what we're really looking for so just sing something else for us it could be whatever you want I was like what do you want they're like whatever you want and I was like I don't know why I was feeling ballsy but I was like well I think because on the audition form it they asked like special skills and like they had like little check boxes for like juggling like whatever whatever and then one was rapping and so I was like well, I like can rap. <laughs> like I wrote a rap for college, so I'll just okay. check that off. So I had that in my book and I was just like, I have a rap that I wrote. Like, would you be interested? And they're like, yeah. So <laughs> I did my rap and they were like silent, like jaw open. And I was just like, it's done. <laughs> and they're like, that was so sick. They're like, I've never seen anything like that of like just somebody coming in with a rap they wrote because it was about like women empowerment and like the casting director I still love her to this day Ori like she is super feminist and like Mm -hmm. like, power and all that so she loved it and like got a call back on the spot they're like um are you free on Wednesday and I was like yeah and they're like all right expect an email like you know Mm. like whatever so I was like oh cool 
And then, what a lesson, though, to just like put yourself out there and like just be like, was, you know what? Here we go. Whatever. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got the callback, and they wanted me to sing "This Is Me" from The Greatest Showman. That's and, a tough um, song. I do not see that hat girl. <laughs> so I was like, do they know who I am? And then um, they wanted me to sing, I came here for love. And like the beginning of the song is like, this is what we came here for. And it's so like, like so deep. Can you sing every note? Literally, every they're all like, let's, can you yeah. be a man into like <laughs> Kaolana or whatever her name is? Um, what is it? Kaola? No. Kaola. Kaola. No, it's definitely not Kaola. It's not Kaola? I think it's Kay- Kayla. Is it, is it just Kayla? It's not Kayla. <laughs> Let me, I, now that's going to bother me. Hold on. Kay- no. I, oh, wait, I think it is Kayla. Kayla, yeah. K-E-A-L-A. Um, <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> so, so I was like, great. Uh, I'm not going to be able to sing this. And so I was trying to like, change it up because they wanted me to of course sing the end of the song which is the highest part so I was like um they were like what do you want to sing first and I was like probably I came here for love because it's so deep (laughs) so I sang it it worked out they hit the notes great then it came for this is me and I was like I had like I had an out-of-body experience (laughs) like all of a sudden I just was like clenching my butthole trying to hit these notes and they just (laughs) come out like they come out and they sound good I think it was the room I was in the acoustics (laughs) were like chef's kiss like they're great and so Mm -hmm. I just sing it and like I literally black out at the end where like I finish singing the song because I end on like such a high note or I I end on like the this is me and I literally was just like breathing heavy there were like black dots like <laughs> around my vision. And like You're I like, just going to pass out. Literally. And I just hear like I hear like this slow motion, like and I like look up in like slow motion. I look at them and like I'm like, what? What was that? And then they're like, Great, thank you. And I was like, okay. You were actually about to pass out. I think I was. I'm serious. Like it took all of whatever was in me to get that out. And I was just like, that was crazy. And so I was meeting up with Brayden and um, Mariah afterwards to get like a little happy hour drink. Fun fact, she was in for once the auditions during that time. And she got it. And we were Mm -hmm. like catching up and everything. I was telling you about my callback. And like I went to the bathroom and I got a ding on my phone. And it's a contract for the ship. And I literally like walked out of the bathroom and I was like, Brayden. And he was like, you got an offer, didn't you? And I was like, yeah. He was like, I knew it. He was like, I knew oh you would get gosh. it. He's like, that was really fast because I literally just finished a callback like an hour and a half later. Oh, and then, so they yeah, knew. Yeah, they knew, they knew mm-hmm. which felt so good. Like, ugh, it was just the best feeling ever. They pretty much were like, uh, you have, we're offering you a contract from September 4th, 2019 till August 8th, 2020. And I was like, oh my god <laughs> that's a year long like and Braden was like I've never heard of a contract for a whole year he was like that's a long time so I was really nervous about signing the contract like it took me a while and like sure because that's a just, year on a ship yeah a and then time. I found out when I asked the casting director she was like you'll get a six-week break in April and May so I was okay. like okay that makes me feel better so I got an offer for production vocalist on the Constellation for Celebrity Cruises. And I ended up signing the contract. Like, I think it took me a few weeks 
to actually like grow the balls to sign commit. it and send it. Yeah. yeah, commit to it. Cause it was, I mean, yeah, it's a big commitment. But then I saw my itinerary it was like all over Asia, the Middle East, like Mediterranean, Europe. Like it was a dream. Yeah. So I was like, I, I have you to. You can't. Yeah, you can't yeah, not can't do that. can't just, yeah. So I took it and I didn't know anybody on the ship. <laughs> like going into it, I didn't know nobody. And rehearsals were going to be taking place in Florida in late August is when we started. So I met my cast. Were they cool though? So cool. And let me tell you that like a fourth of the cast had been on ships before. And like the rest of us, this was our first contract ever. And so we did like, they were so helpful, like anything you need and like questions, whatever, like we've heard them all. We probably have answers, like just whatever. So they were amazing and they said that like there's always like one or two bad nuggets like just divas in the cast Mm -hmm. and like we were closer than ever and I think you know what happened first week of rehearsals Hurricane Dorian was amongst us so we actually all evacuated and they put us up in this resort (laughs) and it was beautiful like waterfall like Mm -hmm. gorgeous and we just all like I bought the Jackbox games and so I had Fibbage and Drawful and all that and so one night we just were like hey come over we're gonna hang out and we played games till like five in the morning and I think that really like solidified our relationship like we were so close after that everyone looked at our cast and was just like this is the chill cast but you know what's funny is our cast was the cursed cast too yeah, because, I mean, your contract didn't last the whole well, year. Well, that, that, okay. but also, like, in the beginning, we had one guy who, he had already done this exact ship, like, the year before, so they didn't bring him in during the beginning of rehearsals, so they were like, you don't need to be here. They just brought him in, like, halfway through, but the cast still needs to rehearse with somebody, so they brought in a swing, and then we, our other male singer actually got sent home because he failed his medical And it could be for anything. It could be because he had asthma. It could be because he has taken antidepressants before. Like it could be something so crazy. Um, So we had to bring in another swing. So we had two swings and then COVID. So (laughs) we were like, we were like, wow, uh, our cast is so close. Like probably like one of the casts that will go down in history of like the best family oriented cast. But so cursed, so beyond Damn. cursed. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, thank God you had good people around you through all that too. Because Definitely. like, imagine if it was like a sucky group. Well, see, that's I, why like miserable. I, the the girls who have been on cruises before like told me horror stories of like we would never be able to get through this if we had the sure. Who I used to work with on here like yeah. even like I got kicked off the ship because I got sick in the first few weeks of being on the ship I got kicked off and stranded in Greece for like you a did? week yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah, I got sick and they literally were like okay you're gonna get off the ship and go to a hospital to get x-rays and an MRI done and a CT scan whatever whatever and I was like okay I was like should I take like a bag and they're like no 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 like it's cool I go to this hospital in Corfu, Greece, get my x-rays, everything with done, whatever. And then a a few hours later, this woman comes into my room and says in broken English, like you will not be returning to the ship. Like somebody is emptying out your room right now and your belongings will arrive later tonight. And I had a meltdown. I didn't have 
Wi-Fi, no service. I didn't have like my friend's phone numbers to call because I just we were just all Facebook friends. Like right. I was freaking out. I was like, I need to talk to the captain. And like I know. the captain doesn't I know. talk to the crew. <laughs> so it's <was laughs> ridiculous. But it was so scary. I was like crying and I bet my cast doesn't even know. Like I was like, no, like I'm not just like some like waitress that can just be replaced like I'm in the shows like mm-hmm. we don't have understudies so I was like I'm in this like this I, I think it's important that I get like on the show. I'm the star of the show I'm the star of celebrity <laughs> I'm the celebrity of celebrity <laughs> no um but then that's uh, terrifying though yes miraculously the um couple that was roomed with me they were from Texas who were on my ship and the uh wife something happened to her and they had to disembark and had to find a way to get home, but they had like free hotspots. So they're like, Oh my God, here, take our hotspot, like message your friends, message family, like whatever you need to do. Like, <laughs> I was like, thank God for you guys. Yeah. There's always um, people out there who can help. Yeah. You. So mm-hmm. I thought my contract was over. I thought that was, yeah, it. I would like, too. That's we're terrifying. so easily replaceable, but um, I ended up talking to my director and she was like, no, you're not replaced. Like we are going to have to figure something out. Pretty much the assistant choreographer ended up going into my track for the next show and just using the girl who was before me in that cast using her vocal track and like lip saying the show goodness yeah it was insane um and it's so funny because the assistant choreographer is like this beautiful like Australian girl and then the other vocalist from the other cast is this like soulful black singer and well it's like the voices (laughs) did not match at all and I was like the audience is like what is going on literally the audience is like "Hmm." (laughs) okay um I got better my director was like, once you're better, they're going to fly you to wherever the ship is and you're going to get back on the ship. They, mm-hmm. they, I guess they just had to like empty out my cabin as like, what's Cautionary. it called? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Keeping it sanitary. Yeah. Interesting. Gotcha. So, um, yikes. Was in there for a week. I got out of the hospital in Corfu and mm-hmm. I wasn't flying till like a few more days. So I was like, I just had a miserable time in the hospital. I lost 10 pounds in a week. I was like, I'm going to go eat. I'm going to go explore. Like, it's all good. So I explored Corfu and it was amazing because in my head, I was like, fuck Corfu. But like <laughs> after after visiting Corfu, I was like, oh my God, I love this This place. is actually a beautiful city. Thank yeah, you. it's actually really <laughs> I highly recommend. Um, so then I finally flew out of Corfu, landed in Athens, had a 10-hour layover in Athens. So I left my luggage in a locker and I just asked an information desk, like, I have less than 10 hours what can I do so she like gave me a map she was like the trying like it was so funny because like it's the Greek alphabet so she was like you got to look for like sloop and floop train station I was like okay great and I'm looking for sloop and sloop train station and I just see a bunch of triangles and like (laughs) fraternity letters I'm like oh no you're like alpha beta theta whatever right I was like shit 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 shit." like what was the good sorority what was the bad one okay right literally like delta nu 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 okay um I finally made my way to Acropolis explored that and had a nice dinner by myself like it was so amazing got back to the airport yeah Yeah. I got back to the airport with like two hours to spare flew to Istanbul had a six or eight hour layover in Istanbul but it was like 11 at night so I was like I'm not trying to go out so I just tied my backpack to my leg and fell asleep on the floor (laughs) (laughs) and then flew to from Istanbul to Dubrovnik and I landed in the morning And then my ship wasn't going to be docked till the next day. 
So I had all day in Dubrovnik, which is where they filmed Game of Thrones. So I was like, lit, I'm gonna like explore. I met this guy who was like, oh my God, I love America. Like, can I show you around everywhere? And I was like, okay. And so he showed me around everywhere. Definitely could have gotten murdered, but I'm still here. So (laughs) it's fine. And met up with my cast the next day. And it was like the best four days of my life. (laughs) How incredible. See, what a lesson. And like, take life throws at you. I would have never thought that I could explore countries by myself. Like yeah. not knowing the language with no Wi-Fi or anything like. Right. And I literally was through. just like, I took three mm-hmm. shots ahead of time of like the route and just followed my phone, you know, so. Yeah. It, was, it just shows you how strong you are <laughs> and like your willpower. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what? If I have and to figure yeah. something out, I will. Fight or flight, I'm going to fight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So we only have like 15 minutes left. So I okay. just want to like, I mean, I know that so much happened. You were on the ship. COVID hit that sucks that it ended early yeah and then you back home and chilling with the fam I know everything is just crazy right now but it's like if you're looking at your future and where you want to take your career well how do you view it right now yeah um it's kind of insane because like right now I'm working as just like a nanny um Mm -hmm. which I'm so lucky that I found that job so I'm just working as that until like you know, something happens in the world. But I got into fitness in college because I just got out of a two and a half year relationship. I wasn't getting cast in anything. I just felt so like down and out of control of things. And I got into fitness because it was something I could control. And I saw myself transforming not not just physically, but emotionally and mentally Mm -hmm. like I just had more confidence and seeing that I can just switch and if I like set my mind to something like I have seen myself succeed and grow so I think it is kind of scary because I'm not sure where my career is gonna go with musical theater anymore um especially because like Broadway is not opening till like summer 2021. And um, I've found like loopholes. Like I just auditioned for a TV show, like via Like you can totally do TV films. There's definitely so many options. It just, unfortunately, COVID limited a lot of live theater, live performance options. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm hopeful. Like I, I know that Royal Caribbean, they're opening up their first ship in December too. Okay. So if that works out, like they're going to be opening up more ships. And I definitely at least want to like try and return to at least one more contract with the ship. Cause it was just so amazing. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. But I think like recently knowing that I can trust myself to find something else that I can be passionate about. I've been looking into different career paths. Like I was looking into being an x-ray tech cause it'll take like two years of school. And then I'm like set, I know random, but like, I've always been interested in like the medical department, like medicine. And then I was also looking in the construction because I love like working like hands on, like with building stuff. So it's scary to see the world right now from a performer's point of view. But like, I have to remind myself that like, there's other things that will make me happy. And as long as I have a support system, my health too, like. I have so much privilege and I'm so thankful for it and I need to use it and help others too. Like, especially now, like with COVID, I'm so like 
aware of just being nicer to everybody, being kinder, being generous. Like I give to homeless people more now. And like, I donate, like, I don't know. It just, we just have to look out for each other. It really. Yeah. And especially with the election too, like, I just want people to know how much they matter, how much their voice matters and Mm -hmm. how much their right matters, you know? So 100%. um, it's definitely changed everyone's lives, but I feel okay. If my career ends up not being the path that I thought I was going to take because I trust myself. Yes. And you have to, and that's the thing, like nobody knows what it's going to be, but you know, your talent, you know, your worth. And that, that takes such a confidence in itself to be like, Hey, I'm going to do what I can now. And then Mm -hmm. we'll see where life takes me. Exactly. And we are 20 something. We're like chapter 20 something. Like it's all good. (laughs) We're so (laughs) We are though. We are for real. Cause we've done so much in the past three years. Like we've only graduated. It's been three years since we graduated. Yeah. That's yeah. Like nothing Insane. compared Insane. to like the rest of our lives, Completely. hopefully, you know, and so I all much to come. Yeah. I also like want to say too, like we have this kind of, it feels like we have this precedent of like a structure of our life, go to school, get a degree, get a job, find a person to be life partners with, get married, have kids and like die. And especially talking to like my mom and and her friends like she's like I just you know I'm worried about my son because he's just turned 30 and like doesn't have like he's still at home and like he doesn't have like a great job right now and like I got married when I was 25 and like I like did this at such a young age like blah 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 and I was like yeah it is a different world and like I'm sorry but your tuition was like four thousand dollars okay like do not come at us at like I'm just like surprised because I started my life so much earlier than these guys I'm like y'all literally our generation has already been through like what two recessions healthcare is not affordable and like housing's not affordable and it's so hard to get jobs these days and just we're in a pandemic right now so it's just (laughs) like when people kind of like feel that pressure of like well my parents like had me at the age that I'm at right now. Like, don't think that you have to follow their journey. Like, cause I think even growing up, like, I feel like I had this timeline for myself just based on what I saw in the world around me. That timeline is not happening, but oh I'm my okay God. with How many that. times in MASH did I like say, <laughs> you will have two kids by the age of 22? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my like, God. But like, thank God. Like, the, you know, that's just, Girl. I would not be okay with that. Girl. And like, if you are, if you're doing that and that's oh, your life, like 100% power to you. But like, I, I know I could not be doing that. Exactly. <laughs> you were you were ready for that kind of life. Am I ready for that yeah. kind of life right now? No. <laughs> no. So. no, thank you. One day, but not One day. today. Not no. today, no. not tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. All right, one more question. If you could go back to 18-year-old Laura and tell her some things about the future and about herself, what would it be? Um, I would say, like, believe in yourself more because you have – so much potential, so much power, and so much support. And I would say, like, don't listen to the negatives. Like, don't dwell on the negatives. Like, people like to dwell on the negatives because that's where they need to focus on change and yes. forget to appreciate the positives of things. I would tell her, like, you're worth so much more than you know right now, and you're gonna grow 
into a beautiful ass butterfly. You're going to mature mm-hmm. so much and you're going to learn so much about the world, about yourself, about your past, and just to not be scared, take everything with a grain of salt and try everything, everything. Just don't be afraid. Be independent. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. I was you. like, I was almost getting a little teary. I know. It's so, it's so beautiful, but it's so true. And like, even just from when I've known you, you know, you've come so far and you're just doing such, you've done such amazing things. You will continue to, yeah. you're just such a beautiful person. I'm I mean, I'm so talking blessed. to the New York lottery girl. So <laughs> who's really done like, <laughs> oh. so many things. <laughs> oh my God. No, so I'm, I'm like, proud so of both blessed. of us. Yeah. I feel like especially both you and I were a little bit more of like the underdogs in college and Mm -hmm. look at us like thriving, working, living, and good people too, you know? Good people. Still shoulders, good heart. That's the most important thing. Oh, and I just feel so blessed to know you and to have you as a buddy. I love you. And I do miss you like a lot. I miss you so much. Like hopefully soon enough it'll be safe where I could fly and see you. Cause I do, I really do want to come visit you oh, there. Girl, we had a Vegas trip and <laughs> Kylie and I have <laughs> some great memories. I'll not get into them. Cause what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but girl, Dude. that was great. That, that was, was such surreal. a fun trip. That I was literally I, oh, what I happened in wasn't, Vegas. Trip. I wasn't expecting you to come out either. Cause like none of my friends yeah. from the East coast really like come to the West coast or anything. No, but I'm always down. Like Ugh. if I have the money at the time and there's yeah. a trip, I'm like, Lego. Let's go. So me, you, me and Michelle. <laughs> that was, that was a fun trip. It was a crazy trip. trip. <laughs> Story for another time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, different oh, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, like a caller daddy. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'll tell people like where they can find you online. Um, so my Instagram is Laura Love with two E's forty seven. Um, and my Twitter account is. Should I give them my no? Should I give them my like Twitter Twitter account? If they've listened to this and they like you, I think they'll like you. I think if you Twitter. like my personality, follow my Twitter account. It's shoddy, S H A W T Y, get G E T, low, L O W, R U H. You see what I did there? Shoddy, get low. Get low ruh. Ruh. I love um, how you're like, if you like my personality. Yeah. If you me. don't like my personality, be what connections? Follow at Laura Jim Parna. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love it. Yeah. And add me on Facebook, guys. Follow me. There um, we go. Oh, I yeah. also have a travel Instagram that just had some um, pictures and videos from my travels <laughs> on the ship. Um, that one is laura.v with two E's dot explora. Yes. I do remember that exists. Yeah, Laura I see that from v time to time. Loki yeah. forgot that I was you. I'm like, was yeah, I know. I haven't posted it in so long because I'm not on a cruise ship traveling anymore. But yeah, it's cool stuff there. So check for it sure. out. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. This was thank like two hours. For, I know. Thank you for letting me babble and talk your ear off and scream in your ear probably. Bitch, I'm going I'm to listen back to this and cringe, but. No, no, you won't. I, I love, love you. you. I right. wish I could see yeah. you on TV. <laughs> I know. Another time. Another yeah, time. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, Have babe. Have a good night. Bye. 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 <laughs>